Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to the High Ground Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking to an amazing panel of women creators who are just killing it on TikTok and just everywhere else in general. So I'm excited to kind of dig into this stuff and kind of give them the floor to talk. But yeah, all that's happening right here on the High Ground. Hello and welcome everybody to the high ground. I am excited to have on. I have uh, you know a couple of you guys are coming on for the first time. Some haven't had on here in a very long time. And so yeah, I'm excited to, to jump into this. Um, but first, let's kind of go around and have you guys introduce yourselves so that everyone can know who you are and uh, what you're all about. So I'll start with Beth first. And kind of ask the, the three slash four questions, right? Who are you? Where can we find your content? And then who do you want to identify with in Star Wars? Followed by who do you actually, uh, who's most actually like you in Star Wars? So we'll have uh, Beth go first. These are all great questions. Um, hello, everyone. I'm Beth. Um, you can find me on TikTok at mara.j.skywalker. Um, who I would, who I would like to be and who I am are two very different people. Um, as far as women, I would love to think that I am the teen, this like peaceful, like, you know, very, like, I mean, I am very positive, but like, you know, very idealistic, very hopeful kind of person. But I feel a little bit more like the other Cree sister at times when I'm like, I just wish I was doing <laughs> other than fighting. Um, and that's, sorry, that's with what I do for work because I do the whole law thing, if you guys don't know. So that's the joke. But um, yes, that is, that is me. Nice to meet Awesome. I love it. And how about you, B? Um, well, you said I'm Bina Bees on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. I cosplay and rant about everything and anything in my pajamas, usually over right there on my bed. Um, uh, uh, who would I like to be in Star Wars? I think Han Solo, just because he's so cool, you know, but also like. I feel like he has so much heart. Like he can't keep his heart at bay. He's always trying to keep it at bay, but it always wins in the end. Um, he tries to act cool and he's just like, not. Nah. Um, <laughs> but I feel like I, it's a tie between his wife and his son who I'm actually like. Um, I feel like okay. personality wise, Leia, very um, like move out of my way. I know what you're doing. I know what I'm doing, but like emotionally I'm Ben. I'm a mess. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I, I love it. Plus also I, I love your uh, um, anime content and stuff as well. I I want to start doing more of it because it's, it's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. All right. And uh, how about you, Brooke? Well, hello. Um, my name is Brooke. Um, it's uh, B underscore Dazzler on TikTok. Um, I do a lot of Star Wars stuff, some Marvel stuff. Um, I would like to think that I am like Sabine. I feel like she's creative and like strong. Um, but oftentimes I am more like C-3PO and just... <laughs> Anxious all the time. <laughs> Depends on the day. 
That's awesome. I've never heard anyone say C three PO, but I, I know I can I can kind of see it. Um, actually, my my wife does give off some C three PO vibes. I never even thought about that. Uh, don't tell her I said that. Uh, <laughs> last but least, uh, Shaylee, how about you? I will say about C three PO really quickly. We know that character, like what character are you website that is like supposed to be super accurate or whatever. I did get C three PO as my number one Star Wars character, so I totally understand. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm Shaylo and uh, do all things nerdy that you can think of on TikTok and I Twitch stream. Um, the character I would like to be most like would probably be Hera or Qui Gon because I feel like they're both so like like wise and like have it together and like are strong but um i'm probably more like a rare rose because i'm a little bit driven by my emotions and um seek validation outside of my own self <laughs> a lot <laughs> i just relate uh no that's that's awesome and i love the uh, like i don't know self-realization that's why i asked the two questions because it forces you to not rely on just one. Uh, we also have uh, X-Core Gamer Skills in here who wants to be like Luke, but is is also like Ben. I have uh, that boy Steve who wants to be wise and chill like Obi-Wan, but is more like Jar Jar. Uh, <laughs> more like Jar Jar for sure. Um, let's see here. Brooke is 100% Sabine. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, good old element. Also, element seven, who I want to be, Yoda, who I am, Yoda. <laughs> it it actually does does track. Um, I agree. Ghostface Kai, his wife gives on HK forty seven vibes, which is the original murderous droid. Yeah. It's, uh, Julie Christine is C three PO and having a hard time finding a key. Female character that doesn't get murdered. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, Cal says Hera. She's the best space mom. And Harith is most like Ezra Bridger because he's stubborn about a lot of things, but wants to be like Obi Wan. No, it's uh, it's it's fun. You know, want to be Kanan? Definitely Hondo. <laughs> Hondo is a great place to be, though. Hondo is a. No. He's, he's I want to be friends with you. I want to be friends with you. Oh, I have Haley in the chat. Uh, wishes she could be Padme. Definitely Kylo. <laughs> I, I, I actually, that's one of the reasons I love Kylo is because he's like, nobody wants to be Kylo, but we're all kind of Kylo. Like, you know, <laughs> like he just represents, I don't know, it's just that, that human side. Um, mm. But awesome. All right. So, we're going to get into like all of our topics here, but I want you guys to remember, I want this to be more about you. Um, so like, feel free to go off script and stuff, like talk about what you guys feel needs to be talked about. Uh, and you know, that's, that's what, and also if you guys start talking and I start talking, I will shut up. You guys keep going. Uh, Cause like I said, we're, we're here to listen to you, but just to get to know you guys a little bit more, First, I want to ask um, everyone how you got into Star Wars and what are your top three um, Star Wars films? That way we can silently judge you. Uh, we'll go to, to B first. Um, how did I get into Star Wars? Um, well, I've been a Star Wars fan kind of like my whole life, really. Um, uh, 
The Phantom Menace was like the first movie I ever watched in a theater when I was like two years old. Um, so I don't know. Star Wars always been sort of like part of my life. That's the story, at least that I was told. Um, that, that was my first movie. I don't remember. I was two. Um, but my dad was like, "You were quiet the whole time. You just stared up at the screen and sat in your seat, didn't move." So I guess it just caught my attention from you know way back then. Um, my top three. Well, my number one is Last Jedi. I know, controversial. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, then number two. Uh, man, uh, that's okay if you have a tie for it for yeah, second yeah. and third, you know. Yeah, or... um, uh, <laughs> Rise of the Sith, number two, and then number three, Solo, just because I watched that movie at a really difficult point in my life, and it just has like a lot of like, I have a lot of love for that movie. Um, Solo 2, I'm waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely joining. Uh, I did join the petition to make Solo 2 happen. I, I agree. Uh, how about uh, how about you, Brooke? Um, I got into Star Wars a little later in my life. Um, I remember watching some of it as a kid, but not really ever getting into it. Um, but The Last Jedi was my first movie theater experience with Star Wars movie and definitely fell in love with it then. Um it's funny because I, I most of my content is Star Wars, but I've been a Marvel fan longer, which is like surprises people. Um, but yeah, so that is probably why it's my favorite. The Last Jedi um, holds a special place in my heart. Also, I just think it's amazing. Um, Empire would be my number two. And then my number three is Attack of the Clones. Okay, nice. <laughs> I I don't think I remembered that, but you no, know, that's that's cool. Uh, how about you, Shaylee? Uh, it fluctuates a little bit depending on what I'm into at the time, but typically it's Last Jedi. Oh wait, I'm going. I'll say the movies first. Last Jedi, Rogue One. Can remember which question came first, and then The Force Awakens. It used to be A New Hope, but like the more I watch The Force Awakens, the more I like it. It gets better every time I watch it. And then I got into Star Wars. Some of y'all probably heard the story a million times now, but um, <laughs> when I was itty bitty, my dad had a Dreamcast. I don't know if anybody else had a Dreamcast. I always feel like a special connection with people who had a Dreamcast too. But there was Jedi Power Battles, and I That's would good. play the heck out of it. I would play the heck. I could like I was so young, I, I couldn't even say the word energy, and that's what I called the little help pack. So I'd be like, "I need energy. I need energy." And then. Um, yeah, I would watch The Phantom Menace on repeat growing up, too, which is why I don't care what anybody says about that movie. It holds a special place in my heart. It's in my top. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, Shaylee was like, I think I had her on, like, the third podcast I ever did. And we, we bonded over Jedi Power Battles because that was my life. Uh, and I was like, yeah, whenever I get to Phantom Menace, I'm bringing you back for that one, too. Um, how about you, Beth? Oh my gosh. Um, so I've been, I, I was like a, a baby Star Wars fan. Um, I have my dad to thank for that, who I think is actually watching. So hello, if you are. Oh. Um, <laughs> so. Hello, Mr. Skywalker. <laughs> My dad was a big fan. Like I'm, I'm, I feel really old right now. Um, but put the movies on when I was younger. Um, and I was terrified. In a New Hope, it was like my favorite movie. But I was also terrified of the Dianaga, like Trash and Fire. Oh. I and now we have learned why in the Bad Batch. Um, so 
Um, my first in theater Star Wars experience was actually seeing the um, remastered special editions um, back in the nineties. So, oh yeah, yeah. same, same. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> um, and then my favorite movies. Um, I mean, Revenge of the Sith obviously is like just for quotability and memes. Um, and then it's a tie, a hundred percent between uh, the Last Jedi and Empire for second and third place. They're neck and neck. So. I am appreciating this last Jedi love because um, <laughs> that's also my, my top it's tied for uh, it's, it's tied with empire now. Um, and it's just kind of whichever I've seen the most recently. Uh, but, but most recently was last Jedi. So yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at. Everyone's of course heard my story and doesn't need to hear it again, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Growing up watching the, um, re-releases in the 90s in the theaters was the best um and like being being like a kid who doesn't understand why everyone's mad uh that there's like a a big dinosaur that walks in front of the camera i'm a little like yeah it's awesome all right so let's jump into it i want to ask you guys about you know the representation that we currently get in the stories um you know what would you what would you like to see and you know what is different than what we have now and kind of the way i'm framing it is like one of the reasons i wanted to have this conversation is because someone uh posed the question of like what character what female characters are a good representation of you know not being made for for men and uh, the conversation that like blossomed out of that was amazing. I like I learned a lot. I was like, all right, well, I have to like have this as a conversation. So yeah, I mean, how do you guys think of you know the representation and um, and I guess I'll toss that in. Like, who is uh, your go to example of of good representation for women in Star Wars? And um, I will go to Brooke first. But again, we could be conversational. You guys can jump in and, and talk. Um, the first, well, to start with the characters, the first character that comes to my mind is Ray, just because she's the first female protagonist we've had, um, in Star Wars. And she, she, I know Shaylee talks about this a lot, has a lot of like feminine traits, um, which is, I can identify with a lot more than the male protagonists. Um, and her, her journey is a lot more kind of internal and emotional um which is something that a lot of women resonate with her um and i'd say Hera is a really good representation as well um because she has you know she's a very like strong female character but she also is very compassionate and like caring for the rest of her crew and everything um as far as like representation as a whole because I can only really think of two off the top of my head. It's obviously not perfect. And I would love for it to um, get better in the future. I'd love to see more women in more prominent roles. I'd love to see more women of color in more prominent roles um, as well. I think that's, that's really important, especially how people of color and women of color in the franchise have been treated over time um but i'm hoping that we're moving in the right direction i really like um the 
representation we've gotten in the High Republic so far. So hopefully we're we're going the right way. Yeah, awesome. I mean, you guys have uh, more thoughts. I want you guys to feel comfortable jumping in. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it was interesting when everyone was going through and they had like the Last Jedi in their top three because for me, the Last Jedi is so female gazy. Like, I don't know if any if you know what if people know what the female gaze is, but it's like different than the male gaze. It's different than a uh, woman character written by a man for a male audience. Um, like, a- like you any chance? You want to give a quick rundown for anyone listening? Yeah, okay. Sure. Um, and, then, and then continue. Yeah. Yeah. The female gaze is sort of like, how do I explain the female gaze? Uh, the female gaze is more like trying to understand another person um, and get to see them instead of consuming another person, if that makes sense. Like, like I don't know how to explain it. Like, in a short time, like, <laughs> off the top of my head, I don't know if anyone else wants to jump in with a better um definition and it's like it's hard to see like i feel like one of the reasons i feel like the last jedi got a lot of flash uh, back is because it was told in the, the female gaze really which is a different form of storytelling the same reason why captain marvel gets a lot of um flashback as well because again like those those stories are more internal they're not quiet like they're not gonna like you don't win by punching someone in the face or like getting a power up um, like you win by conquering yourself and having an internal understanding of yourself and it's very different um, so I really I really love that representation and then Ryan Johnson did an excellent job you know for, for a man I really think so um, and I feel like that's another level of representation it's not just like having well written female characters like Ray, like Rose like Holdo and I really love Leia in The Last Jedi as well because I feel like you get to see her like dealing with her emotions where like like in a new hope, she's like, my plan is just blow up, but let me comfort you about your dead master that you knew for three days. Like, um, yeah. So I really, I really enjoyed that about the last Jedi because it, it allowed the characters, all the characters to, to feel emotion and deal with them. Um, to an extent, um, like Rose, the first time we see her, she's crying at a corner. Um, like, and she's not like super suave. She's kind of awkward. She's not like, even her outfit, it's sort of like, it's practical. It's not sexy. Like, it's not like Leia who can't wear underwear in space for some goddamn reason. Um, like, you know? And so, yeah, it's like, and also like having women writing those stories as well, I think is so important. Because though, like I said, Ryan Johnson did a very good job. Like, I think having a woman telling a woman's story is so important, as well as women of color telling their own stories as well. Yeah, uh, and that, uh, Beth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I 100 percent agree as far as the last Jedi. It's it's so phenomenal to see kind of the parallels, and especially between Empire Strikes Back and the Last Jedi, because they, I mean, they do recreate like the cave scene, and to see it from the male gaze versus the female gaze is very, very interesting. Um, when I think of representation, I keep thinking about Doctor Afra. Um, I'm just I'm ready for more of I love like. Afra. Yes, I'm I'm so ready and obviously with Ahsoka I'm ready for like the LGBTQ plus like I'm I'm ready for that kind of representation to be explored um through females. So awesome. And uh Shaylee? Um one thing that comes to mind when it comes to representation, um 
George Lucas wrote really strictly in the hero's journey. So like, I really encourage everybody, if you don't know the heroine's journey, you're missing out. It's amazing. (laughs) I feel like when I learned about the heroine's journey, like my worldview was like opened, like I I understood myself and like all these characters. Anyway, so if you go on YouTube and you tap in just like Ray, uh, heroine's journey there's some really good video essays on that that will really help you understand her story because i feel like that's a big reason on why people don't but so the heroine's journey representation that we got recently with ray was really good um and also having a bigger variety of female characters has gotten a lot better because before it was very like they're written into these tropes like like Padme and like these stereotypes which Padme there's still amazing things about Padme I'm not saying she's a trash character or anything but she has written with a lot of stereotypes but like then we have new characters now like The Last Jedi with like Haldo who a lot of people are uncomfortable with because they're not used to seeing female characters like that and like Rose and Ray who are both like really empathetic and like we're we're getting more we're getting out of those like boxes so it is getting better what I would like to see, like Brooke said, more women of color, of course, because I always feel like it's always the short end of the stick right there. <laughs> it's like it, it's we need not just like side characters, but like central protagonists, too, is really important because a lot of and also <laughs> humans, humans, because a lot of people in my TikTok comments try to tell me that the aliens count. As that, and let me tell you, it is not good. It is not good to think that way. <laughs> please stop thinking that. We need human central protagonists, please, uh, for women of color. Let's yeah. change that now. <laughs> the thinking. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It does drive me up a wall when you're like, "Oh no, there's there's black people like Adi Gallia," and you're like, "No, uh, okay, black people don't have tentacles." Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah. So that's a big that's a big place for improvement, both in the movies and books and everything, but also in our fandom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I thought of. No, it, it makes a, a big what I didn't mean. <laughs> I didn't mean hey, nobody asked. Nobody asked. <laughs> um, Brandon, no. <laughs> Yeah, this was uh, all an elaborate ruse to get to this moment. Uh, One of the things that, you know, when we were kind of talking um, a couple weeks ago is some of you guys brought up, you know, Ahsoka as her representation, but specifically was mentioned was season one, season two Ahsoka, which I thought that was fascinating how everyone kind of like focused on that time period. I'm curious, you know, why and if... um, and what has has changed? Is it like not the same anymore, or I don't know what what do you what do you guys think? I think that we tend to think that the only way a female character can be strong and good is if she's like a man. And what happens because of that is they get written into this trope of being very stoic um, and very detached and kind of cold. And I love Ahsoka with all my heart and soul, but. Like what happened to Ahsoka's journey? She got written into that very stoic trope where it became somebody who, as a teenager, was super relatable for young girls to back into that trope. <laughs> so, um, and, and again, I love Ahsoka and she did go through a lot. So, I guess 
but I think that's what happened to that representation there. While there's kind of a disconnect in the later seasons. I don't know if that makes sense or if that, if I worded that well, maybe somebody else can jump in. Yeah. yeah does um, have more thoughts on it? I'll Brooke? say, I, I agree. I, I feel like I, if I had to pick, I would probably, I relate more to like younger Ahsoka. And I think about how that would, how her progression would maybe translate in real life. And, you know, I was also probably an annoying 14 year old, but guess what? I'm also an annoying 25 year old who likes a lot of the same things that I did (laughs) when I was 14. I don't know if that's, you know, everyone, but I think it was like almost too much of a linear progression. And I also love Ahsoka with all of my heart. Um, but I do feel like she becomes a little less relatable for me. I don't want to speak for like all women, um, but I do kind of agree. She was given some more masculine traits, was made a little bit more like comfortable of a character um, for men. I do think it's interesting when you talk about like, like female representation and, and I always like to think of why a character was, created because a lot of the backlash we I hear comments are like oh well we have Leia we have Ahsoka we have Padme we've all these like strong female characters but we have to look at why they were created and who they were created for and as like a lot of the things we like about Leia from the original trilogy was a lot of Carrie adding her own thing into it because she was originally written as a damsel in distress and she she came into her own later, and I love her portrayal in the sequels, but that took a lot of time. Um, sure, Padme is a strong female character. She's a little bit more feminine as well, especially with how she chooses to express herself with her fashion and hair and things like that. Um, but she was still she was still written to uplift Anakin's story. And same with Ahsoka. Ahsoka's definitely come into her own as a character. I'm super happy we're getting a series. Um, with her as the main protagonist, but she was still kind of written as a plot device for Anakin in the beginning. Um, so I, I try to pay attention a lot to like the origins of a character because I feel like that's important as well to think about. Yeah. And I sound like, uh, oh, B? Oh, yeah. Um, I I relate a lot to like Ahsoka, even older Ahsoka, I, I do relate to a, a bit. But like, I like to think of like, I have ADHD, um, something I talk about occasionally. Um, when I see older Ahsoka, older Ahsoka looks like how I look when I'm masking in a um, like a professional setting. I'm not acting like myself. Mm. I'm putting up this wall so people like don't see like my more like ADHD um, habits. So like that's but that's like also me projecting. But that's also I, I look at older Ahsoka, especially her and Mando, and. Um, I'm like, I feel like I will, like I'm like looking at her. I'm like, there's stuff that's going on in her head, and I feel like she's putting up this like image of herself. That's like, um, but yet there's people who are like applauding that, like sort of like I feel like a regression of her own personal traits. And they're like, oh, she used to be so annoying, and now she's cool because she's like the stoic person. And I was making, I made a video about this like a few days ago, like on TikTok about how like like women who are like funny and how like there are like how they're perceived either they like lose like all like romantic agency and they get put into like this sister role or this comic relief role 
or like they're told like they're annoying or like other derogatory words. Um, and I feel like a lot of people's reaction to um, Ahsoka when she was like literally a kid was like, oh, she's annoying and things like that. And like when she's like, no, she's a kid. Like, I don't, I don't see any difference between how she acts really and how Ezra acted. Like they're both like, you know, you know, impulsive and, you know, sometimes they get upset and like they're impatient and like, why is that behavior okay? And like Ezra and like not in Ahsoka, like, you know, and yeah, so like it, it kind of bothers me like seeing like a, the way Ahsoka's character progressed. Not saying that that's not realistic if her facing the trauma that she went through, like I, that's, that's completely realistic, I feel like, but I feel like people's reaction to it always kind of rubs me the wrong way because they're sort of applauding this regression of this of like the the things that brought her life. Like I remember um in season seven when she's fighting Maul and she's like she's like giving those snarky comebacks. I was like kind of happy. I'm like, oh my gosh, because I feel like her and Maul were like character foils in a lot of ways. So I really like the fact that Maul, like also in Rebels, brings out like those older aspects of Ahsoka that we don't really get to see as she gets older. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I like Ahsoka's like always a difficult character to like. Like, oh, I don't like Ray, but I like Ahsoka. I don't like Red Flag. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> Perfectly said. Go ahead, Beth. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say. I think with Ahsoka, I remember again. Sorry, a little bit older. Um, so I remember there was so much backlash when the Clone Wars movie first came out, and when obviously like the first season came out, because everybody very very strongly disliked Ahsoka. Um, but I feel it may have been a moment of where kind of life unintentionally parallels art um, and the dichotomy between the two. Because when you're a teenage girl, you you know, learn as you continue to grow up to kind of take away more pieces of yourself, um, you know, in order to fit like a societal mold. And I feel like that's kind of unintentionally what happened with Ahsoka's character as well, um, but more to appease the fandom as opposed to some sort of like personal journey. So there's kind of a weird duality there that I saw. Um, But I mean, again, we love, we love Ahsoka with our whole heart. We love her. Yeah. And, I can't wait to see how her story continues when she is the sole star of the show and the upcoming Ahsoka series. So that's going to be really cool. Um, but uh, yeah, what is, uh, it, do you guys have a different experience uh, between being a content creator or just being someone in the, in the fandom? Uh, I'll go to, I'll go to Shaylee first. Um, I think just in the, the, pretty obvious sense of I feel like I was always acutely aware that Star Wars fans were kind of misogynistic (laughs) a lot of them because just because like growing up and getting made fun of for it and everything and being having gatekeepers and but like when you become like a content creator it's on like a whole nother level (laughs) where it's like and especially because it's online now and what happens is when when you're not like people say things to you that they would never say to your face so like they get this this bravery um so like as far as becoming a content creator in my experience it just it, the pretty pretty obvious of what you would expect it's just a lot more intense backlash and a lot more yeah i guess it, a lot more frequent but um that's expected because you're being exposed to more people but also um being a content creator gets you connected to all these wonderful people like 
and you get to meet a community. So there are pros and cons. <laughs> there are good things too. That's how I met so many internet friends who finally have things in common with me now. Cause like I never had dirty friends growing up. So that's one good thing about being a content creator is it's easier to find those communities. I think. Yeah. This community is just the, the, the best thing ever. Uh, and so you are a also a, a lady in STEM. I'm curious if that has informed any of of your experience as well. Yeah, um, it's there's a lot of similarities between like the what you get in nerd fandoms and what you get in the STEM field because it's all the same treatment but just like wrapped differently. So like people in both spheres will like doubt what you say when they wouldn't doubt men. And I've had that in every lab I've ever had, <laughs> every lab I've ever had, I've ever participated in. And then like, uh, I've, I've had like, I, I used to know the numbers off the top of my head, but like two thirds of the lab partners I've ever had ended up sexually harassing me. And that's the same sort of experience you get in nerd fandoms too. So it's cause like it's every con I've ever been to, I've been sexually harassed like two or three times each con. So it's like, <laughs> so it's like, it's all the same, but just wrapped differently. <laughs> it's all the same root. Wow. That's, that's crazy. I didn't, I did not know that. <laughs> uh, yeah. How about, uh, how about the rest of you? I see Brooke, you're unmuted already. Um, difference between yeah content creator and just in the fandom um i well it's for me i'm i became a star wars fan a little later so i'm lucky to have not experienced a whole lot of that in my real life um but i can speak on the other fandoms i've been a part of um especially growing up in like middle and high school being a fan of the twilight series um and it seems like teenage girls just can't like anything without being reprimanded or made fun of um for whatever it is so once it's a thing that you know teenage girls like it's deemed like not cool it's deemed stupid um so i've definitely had those experiences which is funny how things change over time because i think about like the beatles were like the first big boy band and then now you ask any man and they're like the Beatles I bow down to them and their music um but yeah as far as being a fan I feel pretty lucky to not have experienced that too much um in my you know day-to-day -day life um it definitely changes a lot once you're you know visible on the internet um my biggest example of this is when I posted my um, ratings of my favorite Star Wars movies from 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 number one to number 14, 15. Um, there were, I think, over a thousand comments on that post. A lot of them were from men saying very nasty things saying I'm stupid for my opinions. Um, had a couple people threaten to um, commit violence on me. That was fun. That was interesting. Um, and then the normal gatekeepy, you're not a real fan. You know, I'm taking your fan card away. Um, 
which is to me it's interesting because when i see those similar posts from a lot of male creators they seem the comments aren't always perfect but they seem a lot more respectful like man don't agree but respect your opinion i got maybe three of those comments and the rest of them were just you know trashing <laughs> on me so it's definitely like a wake up wake up call being a content creator to say the least but there are like shaley said there are there are pros i stick to you know the people i want to be around and I'm very generous with the block button now. So, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, well, it's funny you you mention. Well, first, I think of um, Darth Vader's, uh, where she used your sound to put up her rankings, and then ended up uh, getting mass reported because of her opinions by people, and got her account deactivated, and had to fight to get it back up, and like, but. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty crazy, but it's interesting what you said about you know uh, teen what teenage girls like just already being deemed uncool. My first two CDs that I ever bought off of the um, Columbia House where it was like a penny. Uh, Beth Beth remembers that um, <laughs> was Big Willie Style from Will Smith and In Sync uh, because Tearing Up My Heart was my jam. But I got ridiculed for liking NSYNC. And so I became the guy that makes fun of NSYNC uh, because, you know, girls liked that. And if I liked that, that meant I was a girl. And that's a that's a bad thing. You don't you don't want to be a girl. Right. It's just super weird. I, I don't know. I, I don't quite understand it. Um, but, yeah, how about. Uh, uh, how about you, Beth? Now that you oh B B on liked I <laughs> oh no sorry um I feel like I became a content creator by accident <laughs> like honestly like it was the first weekend of the pandemic when I, like and I randomly made a TikTok video that I posted to my 100 followers on Twitter and no since everyone was home I guess a whole bunch of people liked it and then they're like hey can you make more of that and I'm like okay I guess. I don't know. So like the change, I didn't start realizing until like recently. I'm like, oh, I I'm a content creator now. I'm not just in the fandom. Um, and I'm like, oh yeah, because I'm like I'm I'm on podcasts, like two different podcasts. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not just like someone talking into the void like I used to be, like when I was in fandom, like because I've been in fandom for quite some time, like on Tumblr, like back in when I was 13. Um, and so, like, I guess I'm, like, now reevaluating the difference. I don't know. I'm I'm a pretty insular person. So when I hear someone say an opinion I don't agree with, I'm, I just go, well, you're wrong. Like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's <laughs> something about me. But, like, I don't really take criticism. Criticism to me is more annoying than anything. Um, like, I'm just like, um, like, you're clearly wrong because I am always right. Um, not that I'm not willing to have a discussion because I do think discussion is healthy. And, like, it just takes a really long time to get me to change my opinion on anything because I take my time arriving to my opinions. I don't just get there. I think about it for a really long time. Um, so I don't, I don't know. But, like, yeah, seeing, like, how other women are treated, especially on TikTok and on YouTube, YouTube is just the like I'm, it's a horror place for Star Wars, the Star Wars fandom, especially the comment section. Like just seeing like the way that people 
treat women and I'm also in the military and the job I do in the military is STEM. I work with computers. Um, and I, I'm the only girl in my shop. I'm the only girl in my shop. And it's ridiculous how like, they're like, how do you do this? I'm the first person trained on this equipment. And I'm like, this is how you do it. And they turn around to some dude who doesn't know what they're doing. And asks who's like, is that right? And like even something as little as like, what time it is, what time is it? And I'm like, it's 1600. And then he turns to a dude and he's like, what time? I'm like, literally, I just looked at it. Well, you think my watch is set incorrectly? Like, I, I don't, and I don't know, like, there was a while where like, whenever I make content, I don't know if this happens to any of you, like, they'll tag like a male content creator underneath my videos. Like, is this correct? I'm like, this is an opinion. So it can't be incorrect. Like, I'm not <laughs> stating facts. This is an opinion. Um, and it's like, so like, why are you like fact checking me in my own comment section? Like, and I've always made it very clear. Like, I'm not that kind of content creator who's like, this, I flood encyclopedia. This happened that long. And I'm not, I'm not having those kind of discussions on my page. I'm talking about how I miss Ben Solo. Like, I don't know why that's being fact checked, you know? <laughs> and and it's, it's so weird. Yeah. Like, like women aren't allowed to enjoy anything. And if women like something that's cool, that we can't genuinely like it. We're liking it to get attention because yes, I want the attention of you, Joe, in my comment section. Like, you know, it's, yes, they always tag Straw Hat Goofy. Thank you, Ron. <laughs> they always tag Straw Hat Goofy. It's always him. I don't know why. I'm like, he probably is so annoyed seeing like that he's getting tagged in all my videos. Like it happens like every week. Um, yeah, I don't, it's it's frustrating to just like, I don't see the logic. Like, if you don't like something, just scroll. But like, when they see a woman with an opinion, they're like, I must shut her down for some reason. I don't know. Ah, that's crazy. And uh, Beth, how's, uh, what's, what's your experience with it? And I'm going to jump out of frame for just a brief moment, but keep, keep going. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so I, I also was an unintentional um creator I guess for lack of a better I can't like refer to myself like that um but again totally unintentional and I had been like kind of a passive bystander for obviously seeing a lot of the contentious um behavior of the Star Wars fandom especially towards women um and I was like okay I don't you know obviously you hear stories about the Star Wars fandom and how toxic it is um but again just been a bystander um, and then as a creator, I actually, the first time I got a comment that was like, you're a fake fan, I was actually really excited. <laughs> I was like, you made it. <laughs> well, not that, <laughs> somewhat, but I was like, oh, I'm like, I don't know if like somebody has had, like, I just always want to try and use my voice for like the best of, to best of my ability. And I was like, oh, I'm going to explain to you how like this actually works like in the real world. And I was like, let's discuss class actions like and how you can't actually legally exclude anyone from a community that doesn't have a defined, like that doesn't actually exist. Um, so I was actually really excited to do that um, in not a mean way, hopefully in an educational way. Um, but yeah, the thing that flummoxes me about now being like a, a creator, if you will, in fandom, is that there are so many, and it's again, kind of something that Brooke mentioned, so many men are always like, can you explain this? Or like, please explain why. And I'm like, women don't owe you an explanation. Like we're allowed to have opinions sans an explanation. I do not need to explain my choices to you. This is my opinion. Thank you very much. So um, yeah, that's been, that's been an interesting thing that Brooke, when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, I do notice that too. So yeah. Awesome. And then, uh, 
you know, I had, you know, being Shaylee shared their experiences being in, in STEM. How about yours and being in law? <laughs> yes. Um, so it's actually, it's, it's kind of funny because I think there is, obviously it, it is very male dominated, but I have to say that I'm very fortunate with the women mentors who I've had have taught me how to, I don't want to say like, but like manipulate men is the wrong word. Like that's the wrong way of putting it, but they absolutely, they know how to command a room and how to appeal to like the different types of men in the room, which I don't always agree with like the ideological, like you should have to change, like a woman should have to change their personality to make that work. Um, But I think they're so, especially like in law, there's always kind of the stereotype of like, you know, if you're a woman, you have to come in loud and you have to come in big with all these opinions. But um, one of like our, uh, the top female litigators at our firm, she's like 4'11 and she's like, like quiet. And she will just stand there and wait until people are done talking to speak. And she will speak very quietly and she will eviscerate you very slowly. (laughs) It is amazing. I love that. It is amazing. But it's the first time I had actually seen that. And so I think like, yeah, it's again, it's, it's kind of interesting to really see how women do have to take on these roles and how we've been able to, I guess, like find power. But it's also given... I don't know. I think it's, it's, it'll be really good. Again, it keeps getting better with like each generation. So it's been cool to see how, um, like my mentors above me have been doing it because they're all, they're all phenomenal. They're all phenomenal women. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, and I guess we, we have kind of largely touched on it, but, um, you know, what, what frequent, uh, what other challenges do you see typically pop up? Um, and, like you mentioned, there has been some progress. What progress have you seen that has resonated with you? And kind of how um, how can we help? You know, <laughs> what do we what do we what do we need to do? Um, and I, I I will start with Beth this time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think even I've I've only been on the kind of the the creator train, if you will, uh, for a couple of months. But I, I've noticed that there have been um, just as far as when you find like good people, it seems like all the good people kind of band together to support one another. Um, and it doesn't matter. I mean, like I have obviously like friends on TikTok who are much younger, who are much old. You know, it's like you're just completely bound together by this love of like one, you know, fictional universe, essentially. Um, and so I think it, the thing that I've seen, and I don't know if that's just because I've become more, you know, more entrenched in the fandom as I've continued to start to make things, um, but that more and more people are there for you each time. And they're like, Hey, yes, we've got your back. We've got your back. We've got your back. Um, so that's always something that like, I try and reciprocate to, um, is just showing up and being there and being like, Hey, thumbs up. You're doing a great job. Um, so I think that's something that I've seen. And then also I've just seen a lot, maybe it's just like my for you page is getting better as far as the algorithm, but I've just seen a lot more positivity and a lot less like, I don't know if, I don't know if you guys are still hitting all the, the Ray Skywalker videos and just the, I feel like there was a time there where that was like every other video was just reasons, you know, why Ray is not a Skywalker. And I feel like that's a, that's toned down a little bit too. Um, or at least there are more women out there who are like, can you guys please be quiet? And Ray can be whoever she would like to be. Thank you very much. So um, those are kind of the trends I've noticed. Uh, yes, there are more of us. There are more of us, that quote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. 
And anyone else have thoughts? I have noticed more support too. And I think that that is really, really helpful. Just like if you want like one way, one small way to help is to just jump in comment sections. You don't have to fight with people, but just be positive. Cause then like, it's really encouraging. <laughs> so I totally agree. Yeah. I've seen more of that and it's helpful. Uh, I like to just uh, keep saying facts over and over again. And then like eventually, <laughs> you know, people will be like, Oh, I guess we'll have to agree to disagree. And I'm like, I didn't, say any opinion like that's facts that was the dialogue you disagree with the dialogue what i don't know uh b what were you gonna say i was gonna say yeah like i feel like lots of well-meaning people will do this like go duke it out in my comment section i do not want to receive a million notifications of you fighting someone that i have already blocked i don't want to see it like um because then i have to delete your comments as well, even though you're trying to be really nice. I'm like, yeah, if you want to support me and like defend against me, like by all means, I've seen all like male content creators do this, make another video tagging that person on your own page and defend me there. But like, don't, I already don't want that negativity in sort of like, if that is something that you want to do and like have a discussion with that person, a dialogue with that person, because actually that becomes, that, that has nothing to do with me anymore. Um, yeah, like, like, I think it was yesterday, two days ago, I made, like, my Darth Vader is black joke on TikTok, which I labeled as, like, this is a joke, basically, and people still didn't get that it was a joke, and there was, like, several men who stitched my video saying that I was stupid, and, like, well, you're the one who didn't get a joke that's labeled as a joke, um, so who is dumb here? But, like, people were in my comment sections fighting with some of these guys. I'm like, I don't want to see this. Like, I don't, like, want to see you arguing with someone. I'm, we're all laughing, having a good joke at their expense. Like, I don't, you don't need to, like, fight them. And I feel like that's something that's also very, like, um, Luke is biracial. <laughs> anyway, um, but, um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, I, I would like more positivity. Like, it's better to be positive than, like, I feel like that's a very, like, man thing to try to, like, fight someone, like, the comment section and, like, win one over on someone when that's, like, not necessary, like, at all. Like, and I'm like, I'm good. Thank you for trying to defend me. But, like, I'm good, you know? So I feel like that's another way to help. Like, you don't need to fight someone on my behalf for my honor. It's, I'm good. <laughs> no, you're, you're right, though. It is, like, a totally male thing of, like... <laughs> Uh, and I never thought about it like that, where you guys are probably like, yeah, I don't I don't care. Julia Christie just says, fighting in comments always feels like people fighting in the front yard. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the house making dinner or whatever. There's people duking it out. And you're like, huh. I don't know. I've never thought about it like that. I mean, uh, for, for me, I've come to terms with my uh, notification count is always 99 plus. Uh, all day, every day. Like, that's just... That is life, and I'm I'm sure Shaylee has a, a, a similar experience. But um, I I loved your Lucas biracial video because so when I was little, um, I you know play Star Wars with my friends at school, and they'd be like, "Oh, sorry, you can't be Luke Skywalker because uh, Luke Skywalker's not black." And so, like, they're like, "You can be Lando or Chewie," and that's the only mm-hmm. people, <laughs> people that they would let me be when we played. And I'm like, forget it. I'm Vader. And then, <laughs> now they wouldn't let me win, but uh, I, I I got to be Vader because 
like you said, Luke is biracial. Yeah, Darth Vader is black. Like, hello, James Earl Jones. <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, um, any more thoughts on it? Um, I was gonna say I've I've gotten a lot better at um not engaging in those conversations that I know are just going to go nowhere. Um, and I tried my best to encourage other people like, Hey, it's, it's not worth your time, especially just like fighting in the comments where you only have a certain number of characters and then everything gets like out of order. I, and it's for my own mental health. I just, I see it. I, block or I'll respond and say I don't care or I didn't ask like just some like something quick some quippy comment that I'm like because I know that it it doesn't matter what I say and this isn't necessarily just an, a, a, a problem that women have um, in their comment section but it is I do notice being um, listened to less when because I've made similar videos or similar comments to a lot of male creators. And like I said earlier, they always seem to get a little bit more positive back, even if that person still doesn't agree. They'll say, oh, well, I respect your opinion. It's like, okay, well, why can't you respect my opinion? Because I said the same thing earlier. Um, yeah, there's different challenges like that um i think even as far as like how we can improve as a as a community as a whole because i think it is moving in the right direction i i am okay with being like a punching bag on the internet if it means that i can hear from other girls or other women who i've had them tell me like you're you've inspired me to make my own content and like talk about my own opinions or what i like and what i don't and that is like means the world to me and for i don't have like the biggest platform so even to hear that is is wonderful and so i i don't mind um kind of continuing to do so because i also admire other creators that can do that like i admire jay stubes so much because she is just like herself and doesn't put up with that kind of crap and I know I'm sure it still gets to her just like it still gets to me and all of us um but yeah as far as maybe moving forward in the community um I love things like this where we can have open conversations about it um I think sometimes a lot of people a lot of men get caught up in you know trying to add their own opinion into you know issues that women have and the same can go for, you know, white people having, you know, trying to interject their opinions on like a, an issue for people of color. And those are times where we just need to like sit back and listen, which is, I know it can be hard to do, but it's helpful, I think, just to sit back and like listen to someone speak about, you know, their, the issues that matter to them. Um, but things like this is helpful. I think it, it's moving in the right direction i've also noticed a lot more positivity um on my for you page and stuff like that so i like that awesome no i i, I love it i had a uh, oh sorry go ahead Be. i was just gonna say a little add on to what brooke said like listening is also important but telling someone else who's like you know heckling us telling them to shut up 
as well because if you're just listening while someone else is being like rude right next to you like like what get what's the point like you do have a voice and you're absolutely allowed to use it and that goes for like white allies as well like don't just be like oh i'm just gonna listen like okay well use your privilege at least for something because you're just being quiet you're kind of like useless to any movement um like so i feel like that's also another point like yes listen but also be like hey you also need to be listening and like check the person next to you yeah Yeah. for sure i like that um so I have a question from from that boy Steve. He says, uh, "I understand not adding to the negativity by arguing with people, but how do we stop people's bullying and harassment without saying something?" Then, um, any thoughts on that? Also, are you, are you guys cool if if I bring in questions from uh, from the chat? Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, so yeah, you heard that chat. If you guys have have questions, um, and I like them. Or anyone here sees them, you can always call them out. But uh, yeah, what do you guys uh, think? How should we? How can we better stop the future bullying and harassment? Um, I don't know if you'll if you'll ever like fully stop the bullying and harassment, <laughs> but uh, like B said, just not. Don't try to, like, argue with them and, like, you know, fighting in our front yard. But, it, like, if you see somebody who is clearly not respecting somebody, it is okay to call them out. Because the more you call them out, the more they're forced to at least think about it. Like, there's at least a chance they're going to think about it, like, if you call them out. Um, so, like, I think there's a difference between, like, what B said, which is, like, calling them out. And just fighting with them and trying to like win one, you know. Um, so I do think it's okay to call it out, but I don't. I don't know if you'll ever like stop it. But like overall, the more that you call it out, the at least more attention it's getting, the more people are going to think about it. That would be what I would say. And what were you going to say, Beth? Um, I was just thinking, like on a, I guess like on a sociological level, people don't like to be the like the outlier on situations, and so I think the more you can just show up and be positive. Um, and again, just if somebody is getting, it's absolutely like a hundred percent call someone out as far as that kind of stuff. But sometimes it's just like a, okay, let's refocus on the positive. Um, that's kind of how I always try and view it because I think, but I, I absolutely think you're correct. There's no way it's never, it's never going to be an issue as much as we would like to see that go away. Um, but yeah, showing up and being positive. We like it. Okay. Yeah, I do think it's 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 tough um, to navigate because the internet is just a black hole sometimes, and you're not going to get rid of all of the trolls and all of the jerks and all of the the toxicity. Um, but I feel like, especially as as creators, uh, like I want, try to recognize the platform that I have. I try to rec- recognize the privilege that I have. And we do, I feel like to a point have responsibility over the things that we're seeing from maybe even if like, if there are followers, um, you know, calling stuff out when we see, like B said, just, you know, checking each other, checking someone else. If you see that they're being disrespectful or racist or homophobic or sexist or whatever. I think that that is important. Um, you're, you're going to get the trolls and for your own mental health, um, not engaging with that all the time 
is very helpful um, for yourself because you don't technically owe anyone anything. But, you know, as as creators, I feel like we do have a bit of a responsibility to kind of call some of that stuff out. Like, I don't have a problem calling some of that stuff out when I see it. Um, especially if it's more of a widespread issue, I'll just pick like maybe a single comment that I saw and respond to it and say, you know, this is one of hundred comments of this thing that I've gotten and that's not cool. Um, and I think there, it is helpful for like the people that kind of toe the line of, they don't know necessarily that they're being, you know, toxic or hateful, um, until someone does check them and they're like, Hey, stop it. And they're like, Oh, I, I didn't realize I was, I was doing that. So it's tough to kind of figure out who's who, especially on the internet. Um, but positivity is also helpful. And the more of us that there are, the more we'll drown the negative stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I have to say, uh, and I, I don't know if, you know, I, I found the community or, you know, helped, helped build it. Um, but like when I joined TikTok, people like Element Seven were already making content. Um, I followed Chaley really, really early on, and I don't. I've noticed the the conversations have changed and just become more positive on TikTok as well. So that's that's actually why we're here is we're trying to bring this to YouTube. We're we're, we're taking over, and just like what happened, you know, with all of the all of the hate in the community in regards to the prequels, eventually the next generation like grows up and starts to move forward and progress. Um, so I, I got this question from, from Harish, um, Harish762. Do you think in a few years, younger female fans and fans of color will eventually become a predominant voice in the Star Wars community? What do you guys think? Uh, I can only hope. I'm a, I'm a little bit worried, though, because I am not sure if some of the oldest fans' reaction to the sequel trilogy didn't scare them off. Maybe those who aren't, because, like, most kids now are on the internet, so they're seeing all that awful stuff. Like, when Ahsoka was first, like, um, introduced, I was on the internet, so I didn't know that people didn't like her. I didn't know about all the backlash Finn had because I wasn't really on the internet or like in the online Star Wars fandom um, when TFA came out. I only did it afterwards, um, after Force Awakens came out, but I didn't see any of that stuff from just the trailer. Like, um, so I didn't, I was like undeterred by all that stuff, but I feel like the younger fans, like I know so many female fans that joined because of The Last Jedi, but I also know a lot of young female fans who left after the Rise of Skywalker. Like, immediately. They joined because of The Last Jedi, and they're like, actually, I walked into the water. It was not the right temperature for me. It's time to go. So I'm like, I don't know. Like, um, I'm on a podcast, Sisters with Sabres, and it was literally created last year. She was like, I don't know any other Black women in the Star Wars fandom. I don't know any. Like, I know there must be out there, statistically speaking. But, like, every time we speak out, we're like, step, step dancing through ground and like i'm glad that we have this podcast and this platform because there's so many like black women Star Wars fans who are like hey i'm here listening thank you for like being there i'm too i'm still too scared to come out of behind my cartoon profile picture because i don't want to put my face there because as soon as you like have your face as a, like a black person or a black and or a black woman like you're immediately like the hate comments you get are like so much more like i'm a prominent i say i'm a Raylo. i'm 
I'll say that with my whole chest. I'm Raylo and proud. Um, and like back in like the, the last Jedi, prior to the last Jedi, if you were Raylo, it was not fun. And especially if you were a black Raylo, I was doxxed. I was like 17 year old and I was doxxed. I got like someone sent my address to my school email um, over like Raylo and they sent like slurs with it and like like wait like that's like ridiculous and I'm like so I'm I'm worried that like maybe they're not here to I mean eventually I feel like they will be there but like I'm not sure if like some of the fandom didn't scare them away. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah I mean I, any 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 more thoughts on you know if you think we will have a rising tide. I, I personally do. Um, but uh, Beth, what, what were you going to say? Oh, I think, um, I think we're at a very interesting time because this is kind of like the, the renaissance, if you will, of obviously Star Wars media. We have so much new content that will be coming out. Um, and a lot of it that is female centric, um, just like Ahsoka, for example. Um, and I think this is kind of, especially I had it, it was kind of the same situation B I had a couple younger friends who did the exact same thing with like the last Jedi they were like 100% in and then after the rise of Skywalker they were like I can't do this anymore um but I feel like this is where and maybe this is just me like having like the maternal like maternal inst- I'm not a, like wait to clarify not a mom but um, <laughs> having that instinct like I want to be the person like I'm fine like being not like the punching bag but I want to feel like I'm contributing positively and being like a good role model for these, like for kind of the next generation of fans to come in. So that way they feel that it's a safe space. And if that's something that like I can use my voice for now to create like a safer, more positive environment for them, then that's a hundred percent what I'm here for. Um, And I feel like I don't want to say that's like social responsibility, but I just honestly, I feel like we're at such like, it's kind of like a weird crossroads of time in Star Wars where there's great opportunity, but I absolutely agree that it could go either one way or the other. So those are my thoughts. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, I love it. Um, I, I, I could be wrong. I feel like Brooke is leaning forward to say something. <laughs> oh, no? no, I, I, I can echo what everyone has said already. Um, I would like to think that the the people that just relentlessly hate this new Star Wars content will eventually um, leave, but that seems like they still want to talk about it um, as much as they hate it, and especially if they uh, create content for and they do some of that stuff for clicks. So I'm cautiously optimistic, if you will. Yeah, I mean, so the the reason why I am optimistic about it is because of how much content we're getting. I, I think that the what's happening is they're giving us, but well, something happened with superhero stuff, right? It was all the same, roughly speaking, and there's something coming out every other year, but it was always very samey feeling. They all had the same energy, actually part of people's complaints about the Venom movie is it felt like an early 2000s film, uh, which I still love it because I'm, I'm a huge Venom stan. So um, come at me if, if, if you got to. But um, we ended up getting so much of it that now there is content that's made for everyone. We hit a point where you can't consume all of the content. So you have to choose the stuff that you want to consume 
which leads other people who to consume stuff that they want and it could be completely separate i mean i am so excited for the acolyte uh that's coming out i think that is going to be the best project uh and i i think that the high republic specifically is inspired because all of the people that are gonna hate stuff just to hate aren't gonna read it you know what i mean it becomes its own barrier for entry and so when i talk about it all the people I talk about it with are awesome. I've never met like anyone bad who's like read through these books and stuff. And it's just been, I know it's, it's been, it's been great. Um, we kind of talked on it a little bit. Aiden Powers asked, you know, how, how do you guys push through the, in the hate or mean comments? Um, and also, you know, I, I know it's, it's outside of the star Wars fandom, but I know B since you cosplay, I feel like you you might get some <laughs> in regards to cosplay. I'm I'm just curious how do you yeah, guys uh, push I feel like you know, you know, there's though that I cosplay a lot of anime characters, so there's like that character is not black and I'm like, I'm aware. Do you know that, that character that you know that character is also fictional? So <laughs> who cares? Um like another thing, like when I'm when I do my Ahsoka cosplay, I don't paint my skin orange because to me, Ahsoka's black. I know like we're that's a weird like topic, but Ahsoka is black. I don't care. So I don't paint my skin orange because I already have like an orangish like undertone. And I get a lot of that, like, why aren't you orange? And I'm like, why aren't you minding your business? You know? Um it, you know, one thing that I started to do is like whenever I get a hate comment, I'll write it down on a little little like fortune cookie esque note, put it in a jar. And when that jar fills up, I get myself something nice. So it's like you switch the way he come, get a hate comment. You're like, oh, another one. I'm closer to getting something nice for myself. Like, you know, and I think it's fun. I'm like, Yo, give me yeah. hate comments. I don't know. I think I'm doing great. Um, yeah, but cosplay, you know, people always gonna be like, actually, this character thing is on the left side, and like, and I'm like, I'm not going for accuracy <laughs> here, but I'm having a good time. I don't know. You make your own cosplay. I don't know, but yeah, that's that's kind of what I do. Uh, make it a game. I, I love that so much. And it's because it, the only people that ever do that are people who don't have profile pictures, too. Yes. <laughs> no content, no profile pictures. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, you, what's, what's funny is, you know, there was that one girl who made a video saying Ahsoka is black um, and she's always been black. And people were like, freaking out about it and then i just i made a video like hey black coding is is a thing like there's no council of, of black coding you know but there are certain characters that have just been you know different black people uh, have talked to each other like oh yeah i felt that too and it's just been like a a, a thing but i i kept getting this weird and I, I know this podcast is more about women, but I, I found it fascinating that Rosario Dawson is, is black and Hispanic, but in regards to that video and stuff, everyone was erasing the black part. They're like, no, she's Hispanic. And you're like, no, but she's, she's, she's both. Like, why are you pretending she's not like, ah. I know it's, it's really weird. Really bizarre. Yeah. To me. Um, but yeah, no, B, your your energy is the best. I, I get Cal here. Like <laughs> oh, thank you. 
Uh, I, I I love it. Um, yeah. How about uh, how about you, Shaylee? Uh, how do I know you've gotten a lot more liberal with the band hammer, but um, I'm coming to you because I've kind of like like when when I joined TikTok, I think you were at like sixteen thousand followers or something like that when I started following you, and now you're what three hundred thousand something like that. Two hundred. I'm gonna hit. I may t- hit two hundred tonight. So that's oh, fine. Nice. Um, I'm at like point nine. <laughs> it's like right or point eight. It's right there. But um, yeah, I don't handle the negative comments super well because <laughs> because I'm I'm a pretty sensitive person. But yeah, like the things that have got me through it is people being positive in my comments to like remind me why I'm doing it and um. I also like to, I get some, I, I, I do like it when I see men comment things that are trying to correct me and are incorrect so I can dunk on them. I've done that a few times and it feels really good. Um, <laughs> so that is one way that I get through it because I'm looking for somebody to just dunk on. And then um, also, yeah, the Shaley band talk- Shaley talking about Grey Jedi is one of my greatest memories of just like, <laughs> just utter destruction and uh, you know i i made a video using the the simpsons where he's like he's <laughs> he's dead already Bob, <laughs> he's dead already <laughs> it's yeah it's, it's just the best um yeah i mean any any more because I, I mean everyone's different that's why i love having like a, a panel and everyone handles it differently i i love the thought of making it you know a game with the reward system. I'm probably going to have to adopt something like that myself. Uh, for me, I find it hilarious when I can save something to my clipboard and just use that forever. Uh, so <laughs> people are like, how are you responding to all these people? I'm like, because they're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> they all watched four different YouTube videos. And they all say exactly the same things word for word. A year ago, I wrote, I I used my clipboard from one year ago to respond to people. And I think that's hilarious that like, I'm not even having to like, uh, I don't have to consciously think about their responses anymore. And that's, that's funny. That's, and that's why some of my content, I try to ask questions to make people break out of this like brain track and I don't know, hopefully people find it interesting, but I, I, I do. I find it interesting myself. Um, Oh, I actually, so I know I, I, uh, I'm, I made a video trying to tell people, you know, how to voice their complaints without sounding like, a uh, complete like uh, deal hole, <laughs> um, and I uh, got a comment that I posted, you know, for friends only. I'm sure some of you guys have seen it. I wanted to read it, and I wanted to get your guys' uh, live reactions to it. I thought that might be funny. Uh, it says, uh, "I don't like the sequels because I think they tried to they tried too hard." to force a female lead into the storyline when a, le- a male lead would have been more natural. <laughs> In a world with with aliens and and space magic. 
natural. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I, I, I saw that, and like, I, I was legitimately trying very hard to be like, okay, there are a lot of like genuine dirt bags. I'm gonna help you not try to not sound like them, and hopefully get to a conversation, so you can do something interesting. Uh, also, I got a uh, shout out to Paul. Thank you so much. I I always appreciate uh, the. Everyone's everyone's support. I mean, I do this because I love the com- community, and uh, but it it is it's always nice. I just I love it. Uh, but I, I I'm trying to figure out what the right question to ask is. There is a whole segment of um, yeah. I, I so so I do feel like there's quite a few people that have nostalgia bias on things like they grew up with this being the thing that's already accepted. So they don't question it. They don't think about it. Not to mention being young. Uh, you also have the suspension of disbelief and stuff. And then you come into newer stuff and you have a harder time accepting it. Um, I do think that's, that's a thing, but I'm curious where you guys draw the line between potential nostalgia bias and I guess if you can break down what we should know about sexism, misogyny, and gender bias, which are three very different things that uh, for some reason people don't seem to quite understand. But I'm, yeah, do you guys have <laughs> any thought? I know that I'm calling it kind of an audible here. Yeah. You know, it's always hard when you get, like, one comment, because you're just like, I don't know what kind of person you are. Like, you're like, ah, I could be opening Pandora's box by responding to you. Because sometimes, like, even some, like, even sometimes there's, like, when people ask questions, like, why do you think that's, like, are they asking that question in good faith, or they think they're, like, trapping you in a question? Like, the comment that you just, like, stated off, like, there's so many, I wish I give people the benefit of the doubt. That's usually where I start off with. Unless they're using like condescending language within their comment, I usually will give them the benefit of the doubt that they truly like because there are some men, just the way that we've all been socialized, that truly they truly do think it's forced because they do not think women can inhabit those roles just because they've been socialized that way, not out of any malice. They just can't wrap their head around it. Like I've been recently playing like um Dragon Age Origins again. Um so we've been with Dragon Age fans here, but um like I just started replaying Inquisition. Inquisition is my favorite game, but I wanted to play like the older games, um, for like Easter eggs and stuff. I don't know. But like there's one character named Sten, there's like a dialogue option where he's like, if you are a female warden, and he's like literally confused. He was like, I'm confused, how are you a woman? And she's like, What do you mean, how am I a woman? And she's like, Well, women don't fight. And she's like, Well, I am a woman who fights, and she's like and he's like, so women want to be men? And she's like, no, we don't want to be men. We want to be women who fight. He's like, both those things can't be true. And he was genuinely, you know, perplexed. He didn't understand. He's like, this is not, these, things, these two things aren't possible. And like, and it wasn't even out of malice. It's just genuine, genuine confusion. And like, I feel like that's like some of the reaction. They're like, oh, they're like, look at Ray. And you're like, this is being forced because a woman can have that role. Not even out of malice, just out of like, you're like, this is just a logical conclusion that they came to. And I think it's like helping dismantle that idea than like asking them, why do you think that? 
and having them in look for the answer for themselves, not giving them a comeback and calling them sexist and things like that, because that's easy. But saying like, hey, and like examine that bias in yourself. That's not my job. That's your job. You need to go look at that for yourself because it usually comes more to that. Some people are malicious, but sometimes it generally just comes from like that person needs to go work on something for themselves. Yeah. And that's why I, I try not. Uh, okay. And I, I don't want any of you guys to, to, to do this, but I, I will spend more time with people because I have legitimately met people where that is that is their brain. I, I had a video where I was, you know, I was making fun of Mike Zero and I was like, oh, who's a character all the toxic people love? Uh, Revan. And I still, to this day, I made that like three months ago, something like that. I, to this day, I get people commenting on this like, what's wrong with Revan? And I have to explain to them, a lot of toxic people love Revan, but not all people who love Revan are toxic. Those two thoughts can be exist and they are separate all thumbs are fingers but not all fingers are thumbs like how how and for me it's like how are you alive still i feel like you would have fallen in a manhole or, or something but <laughs> I, I i don't know uh uh beth you were gonna say something Yes. Um, so yeah, my favorite thing is just to keep asking why until either they admit that they're being misogynistic, racist, sexist, or they actually, or you actually get to the root of what, like they're trying to ask you. Um, and that goes the same thing when they're like, Oh, I'm just joking. I'm like, why is that funny? Can you like, I don't get, I pretend to play dumb. I'm like, can you explain the joke? Like, I, I don't understand why that's funny. And it's, that is, I found that's been fairly effective just to like cut to the chase right away. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I I love it. I always get like, oh man, there's just so many mistakes and plot holes. I'm like, cool, name one, just one, <laughs> just one. I'm still waiting. Oh well, uh, check out this YouTube video that I watched. <laughs> they they name all of them, and it's a link to Mike Zero or or, <laughs> or Robot Head. Like Jesus Christ! Uh, I, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I I always get uh, oh, I have Cal Cal saying I do the same thing as Beth. I'm like, what part of this is the joke? <laughs> Where is the punchline? Um. Also, I I I do like to say I'm joking on things where I'm clearly not joking. I think that's hilarious. And I'm like, you didn't get the joke? <laughs> oh no, I was joking because of your joke. It's funny, right? <laughs> I, I, don't know, I uh, so uh, believe it or not, I actually have a very, very antagonistic streak in me that, I'm like <laughs> this, it's not, it's not helpful. Um, but one of the principles I was raised with—it's a biblical principle—but it's, um, it, it essentially boils down to if. I am capable of influencing someone in a positive way than I am obligated to do so. Uh, and I, I feel, I feel bad if like I can have a positive influence and I, and I choose not to. Um, so that, that kind of, that kind of drives me, but, um, but yeah. So I, I just ran off on a huge tangent myself. Do you guys have any <laughs> further thoughts? 
because uh, I, I kind of forgot where, where we came from. <laughs> I think that's the responsibility of all content creators. If they can enact positive change, they should. Because there's so many content creators who just feed off the negativity and that's how they get popular. Um, like, I'm sure we all know, like, several Star Wars content creators, especially on YouTube, who literally, that's all they do. Like, this, they feed off a of controversy because that's, that's what gets the clicks. That's the, people like clickbait. So I do think it's your, like, moral responsibility as someone with any type of platform to enact positive change however you can. You have to figure out how you as a person can do that. Because not everyone does it the same. Like I always say, I can never make the same content that you and Element make because I'm like, you guys are so nice. I'm not. <laughs> like, and I'm like, like when you guys answer questions, and I'm like, I'm not that. I'm not that person. Um, and so like that's how you guys enact your positive change. And like, I can't do that. And I feel like you have like people to find like their way of doing that. Yeah. So th that's actually I'm always fascinated by because there's some. There's some people that can say the meanest thing and it's funny somehow. You know, like like Loki is a complete asshole. <laughs> but you love him. But like <laughs> other people can't get away with that. So like it's I know you have to kind of know what you can and can't and can't do. Um, my favorite topic for this is Kathleen Kennedy because of how many times she's been fired in, in all this stuff. <laughs> and you're like, okay, you realize she's literally the most successful like woman in film history, like by a long shot. Uh, she reached out to John Favreau, who is Disney. You know, he was a jungle book and jungle book to Lion King. Like that's where he got this. Uh, reached out to him. So if you're mad at Disney too, like John Favreau is Disney. Ask him to do a show. Moved heaven and earth to give them the highest budget of any show ever. <laughs> and it was and had so much faith in them that she greenlit the second season before the first season came out. No, there's a war going on and they all hate her and like and they're going to take over and you're like, "Wait, but the second season was so successful. They she greenlighted like a bunch of more shows for them, and then promoted Dave Filoni to be directly under her. Ah, uh, but they hate her, and like I don't even I don't even understand what's happening. How how do we get here? Cognitive dissonance. Uh, yeah, uh, I find it interesting that uh, Kevin Feige doesn't tend to get the same treatment, and I've mentioned that to people before, and they're like, "Oh well." Marvel about bad content. I'm like, Age of Ultron's right there. Like, <laughs> it, there are things that are not great that exist in the MCU, and it it doesn't even matter if it's good or bad. It's like when it's really good, Kathleen Kennedy has nothing to do with it, and then when it's really bad, it's like, oh, it's all her fault. And I just don't see the same energy being placed on. Marvel, which is also a Disney property. I don't know. I I, I think there is a double standard there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like Beth has something on the tip of her tongue. 
Well, it just, it, this kind of stuff always reminds me of, um, the one it's like probably one of the most like boring clone wars arcs to most people about the banking deregulation, but it's where you learn that really, I love it. But yeah, it's, it's such a great arc, but it's where you learn. I'm in finance myself, but oh, sorry, yes. go ahead. Yes. okay. We'll have to, we'll have to talk numbers after. <laughs> um, but it's where you learn that like the only person that Palpatine really hates and fears is Padme because she's a woman and she like can influence the voice of many people. Um, and there's like a whole great quote at the end. And it just always reminds me of that. Cause it's like, you know, it's it it's so easy to just like hate and fear like one influential woman because like yeah, we are kind of powerful and like that's a good thing and that's okay. Um, so yeah. that's just what kind of the Kathleen Kennedy hate always reminds me of. Also, I just want to cosplay her like at celebration and just see what happens. And just <laughs> please cosplay her and get a shirt that says the Force is female. Yes, um, <laughs> I'm ready. Of course, you have to get that from from Nike because it's had nothing to do with star wars but that's a that's a whole separate topic but no that whole um i think about that uh arc in clone wars where you know mina bonderi uh, bonteri gets killed and you know that's that is a banking deregulation one i i don't know if it's the same one you're thinking of or if you're thinking of the later one but i love all of them and she gives that speech and the Senate votes in her favor because of how powerful her speech was. And he's like, oh, damn, I'm going to have to. <laughs> huh. That's that's one to what. And what's, what's funny is in that time period, the two people that Palpatine feared the most, Padme, Mother Talzin. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't, I don't, that's. All I do is share canon facts. I'll let you guys interpret them however you will. That's that's my that's my stance. Um, also, as Austin says, uh, Star Wars would never be political. <laughs> <laughs> never, ever, never. No, no, that. <laughs> not Star Wars. Uh, so I'm curious what you guys want to see going forward. So I said, you know, you can greenlight any future project, whether it's a book, show, movie, game, comic. Uh, music album or skywriting like get as creative if as as you want if you if you want um all of the trandoshans to form a punk band and make an album <laughs> actually I, I want that now uh in 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 light of the jedi like there's a scene where all the nile are listening to some type of like trash punk or whatever and in the audiobook you hear the music from it and i'm like no, this is this is, is a mood. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm curious if you guys could you know have anything green lit, what would you choose? And I'm going to go to Brooke first for it. Um well I actually had a weird thought today. Weird I a weird theory. So I'm just made a video because I've been re-watching Clone Wars and I just made a video talking about Ahsoka, but I brought up the um the arc where Sidious is having Cad Bane like kidnap force sensitive children. Um, and I was, and then we were talking about the rise of Skywalker today. Um, and I was thinking about how Finn is force sensitive and he, it, that scene where he's talking to Janna and they like, we just, you know, we, it, we just had a feeling we put all of our weapons down. And I had the, I was like, what if that wasn't a coincidence and that, 
they were actually kidnapping force sensitive kids to make them into first order troopers to like suppress their force abilities because Palpatine's behind it all. So I don't know. I think regardless of that theory, I think it would be cool to see more. Um, I want more stuff from the sequels. So maybe seeing more perspectives of some of those stormtroopers. I'd love to see like a lost stars esque version of the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very excited about all the high Republic stuff coming out. Um, I just re-listened to the Light of the Jedi audiobook, and I'm working my way to reread um, Into the Dark. So I'm very excited for the next installment um, of those. Very excited for the book of Boba Fett now that we have like crumbs of information about it. Um, I'm getting more and more excited for my man Boba. I'm launching a campaign. Um, if Disney wanted to send me any any Boba Fett stuff, I would not turn it down. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, I know how, how you feel about uh, helmets in general. Um, <laughs> be it Boba Fett or, or Zemo. Um, <laughs> and, sorry, she's, she's barking at things outside and she always like doesn't park when, when I'm holding her. I love that um, she's here. <laughs> uh, uh, also, I will say, I can't I can't wait for you to read Rising Storm. Oh, man. I, I, I can't. It's, it's, it's just so, it's so good. Um, how about you, Shaylee? You, you have the green light button. Uh, what will you uh, make happen? I'm pretty sure everybody has said this at least once in their life, but a, a Ray Finn show <laughs> for the sequel trilogy. But other than that, because I think everybody agrees on that. Um, I think there's, there's, there's a distinct lack of, of uh, video games with female protags. I want a video game of the female protagonist. Um, I don't know what kind of game it would be because I don't really love Fallen Order. And if it's an open world game like Ubisoft I think is making right now then you would pick the gender but I want I want one with a really good story if that makes sense with the female protagonist because like there's like all the video game protags are men <laughs> so that would be my my thing I'll leave that to the creatives because I'm not good at, you know like writing <laughs> but that would be what I would want Finn ratio and a female protag video game Okay, nice, and and I and I assume by that you also mean like the protagonist is written as a female. It's not just like yes. a you can you flip a switch and it's the same story regardless. Right, there's a huge difference between like stories that are written to be either or stories that are written pr- particularly for a woman to fill that role. Um, but- I, I will say, can we agree that femship is superior to, to yes. malship? Yes, that's the canon ship. <laughs> I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. <laughs> I, I don't know if that you guys better. have noticed in my earlier videos, but I have femship up on my wall. And <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Element 7 says Lost Jedi game featuring Barris. Oh, <laughs> I would play the heck out of that. Who? I, I don't know why she like people like hate her. And you're like, yes, she betrayed the Jedi. Why do you like Anakin? <laughs> yeah. 
Because he's hot, I guess. We um, killed all of them. Like, I feel like, yeah. I feel like, you know, yes, yes, yes. Bombing something is bad. Absolutely. But he murdered everyone. And, and like, you hate her and love him. Suki Star Wars is full of characters with lots of conflict that make bad decisions. and <laughs> Yeah. She's, she's me, interesting. Yeah, to me, her only crime was that she pulled Ahsoka into it. Other than that, I'm like, girl boss energy, I guess. I don't care. Like, <laughs> right. Like, I'm like, when yeah. like, she brought Ahsoka into it, I was like, mm, you know, I'm not loving that. But um, um yeah, I, I do love Paris. Yeah, and I actually put a video up uh, yesterday on it, and I interviewed um, a uh, Beresafi cosplayer who says that that's like her child, and we, we talked about it for a bit. And even Dave Filoni says, you know, that the story actually had her like blowing herself up in her cell, and he's, he put a stop to that. And it was like, no, the important thing about her story is that uh, what she says, how she responded to it was wrong, but everything she says is right and that's and that's the important part so i don't know i hope i hope we see more from her um how about you beth what what are you going to uh green light well okay so i have two um i need the the inevitable claudia gray obitine you're on the run um book hopefully that's my just manifesting that um and then two i really want a west wing style like bail organa show um set like kind of probably at like the beginning of the empire but i just want the walk and talks i want to see more brea i want to see like baby leia like little Jin, galen i i just i want the west wing vibe there so those are my two my two i always want more jimmy smiths too so (laughs) yeah how about it (laughs) okay i've never even thought about that but like after reading leia princess of alderaan where like which is told from leia's perspective where her parents are just throwing these parties and she's like, what are you guys thinking? Like, there are bigger things to think about than these parties. But her parents are like, no, we're throwing parties so that we can talk some serious crap while the Empire is not looking and organize an entire rebellion. Like, I would love to see, like, a procedural drama where that's what's happening. Uh, Go ahead, Beth. (laughs) Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, if they want to make it a little, like, gritty, like, I would be... 100% 100% down for it. Like that's I just think that's such an interesting but again I love like the politics of Star Wars and that's something that we haven't really seen explored explored via a show very deeply yet. So see the walk and talk. <laughs> uh and I mean I I want to see a I want a novel that is it's just one book. It's the, it's the entire sequel trilogy, but it's from Ben's perspective. It's from Kylo Ren's perspective. Um, and you see, like, when he's hearing about this girl and he, like, because he, like, knows, like, he already knows that there's this weird connection, doesn't know what it is. And I want I want his inner dialogue, which would also be interesting because he knows that Snoke slash and, and Palpatine can get at those thoughts. And so he has to have like a second layer of inner dialogue. I, I want to hear he has this uh, force connection with Ray and then it ends and the camera stays with Ray. I what how did he respond to that? 
and what did he what did he do i mean i'm sure he you know did, did he just like roam around shirtless <laughs> like like I, I don't know did, did he like uh, I, I feel like i feel like that's a whole story that could also be told told um and also anyone in the chat feel free to put up whatever your pitches uh will be but yeah i know a lot of people are really doing that bill working out of west wing uh yeah. uh how about you b what, what do you like to uh, green light Oh, well, I've talked about this on my own podcast a lot, but like I literally on my private Tumblr, I may like do a series on TikTok talking about my treatment of like, I call it the episode X show because I do feel like I personally feel like the Skywalker story ended too abruptly. And um, in my opinion, um, and uh, so basically I, my idea for the show would be like Ben is in the world between worlds, you know shirtless apparently because that's the only thing that got left behind for some reason i don't know um <laughs> um and uh and like i i said this too i want ray's villain origin story i think i like i'm like at the end of the rest of the Skywalker, i was looking at like she looks like she is about i i thought she was about to kill that old lady at the end of this movie like it's a weird way to end this movie like i was convinced like that's what it like i'm like this is like she's giving me some weird energy here like, I don't know, like she, like I said that she looked like she was like five seconds away from making her own Westview um, on Tatooine. And I'm like, I, I, that, she has a villain, villain origin story, like props to her for staying on the light side. But I think it'd be cool to see full um, dark ray and have a force sensitive Finn be like, we have to go get your boyfriend because I think he's the only one who could bring you back from the light. So that would be like my pitch for a TV show that sort of deals with that journey, um, but also like Poe and Rose trying to deal with the galaxy because the First Order is still out there at the end of The Rise of Skywalker. They only destroyed the final order. So just seeing those characters have like, like continue on and like, See what they do because it's not the same conclusion that we get at um, the end of the original trilogy where you're like oh they won but this is like wait but there's a whole bunch of people still out there and there's um a lot of unresolved things emotionally so that would be like my project and like make that a tv show because i feel like tv shows get more time um, with characters and i would also like to see those actors again even though multiple of them have said they're not they wouldn't come back but maybe with the right paycheck with enough zeros at the end of it i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i i'm so, i just i now i just love like the thought of rise of skywalker and the old lady's like who are you and then she, she ray thinks back to like the person on pasana who asks you know who are you and she's like ray it's like uh who are your people or whatever and she's like i don't i don't have any and I, i'm just picturing like the later echo She's like, who, 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 Ray, Ray, who? Mind your own goddamn business. And like the lightsaber <laughs> turns red, and you're like, oh, best twist ending ever. <laughs> I, I low key, I low key want that. Um, <clears throat> my, my thought. Okay, so, so two things, and also I have, I have Levi Bond in the chat, so this is pa- partially for him. Um. Ray Sloan content. We need Ray Sloan content. Um, talk about girl boss energy. Uh, she's especially like after reading um, first A New Dawn, 
right? She's because she plays a heavy part in that book of you know when you're seeing Kanan uh, meet Hera and all that stuff, uh, and then later she is the one that like the chosen one among the empire to start the first order and i think there's some interesting things that could uh <laughs> that could be told there also this is also very in uh, i guess in line with what b says but i want a post sequel show where ray is um show or book i think i actually prefer books personally but uh Ray is has already trained Finn and she's trying to start their own Jedi school. But there is you know another dark um order that kind of arises and is wreaking havoc. Um Ray goes to check them out while leaving Finn to tend the school, and Ray gets taken. Now, of course, I, I don't want it to be like, you know, she's a damsel in, in distress or whatever like that. But I want, uh, you know, as she has been investigating this, like, dark side thing that's rising, that she's has been taking notes on it and all this stuff. And I want that left with, you know, where, where Finn finds it and he's trying to use this stuff to backtrack to see, like, where does she come in contact with these people? Uh, how can I find them? And, you know, in Rise of Skywalker, all Finn does is emotionally yell Ray over and over again. And I think we can we can capitalize on that because while he has former military training, so he's going to view things differently than she is. He's going to approach things differently than, than she would but he's more emotional than she is. So I want to have a story where he's trying to find her and save her. Um, and I would love to have it where he's weak in the force. She, she's just, she's powerful in the force. He's weak in the force, but has a lot of like military training and tactics and all this stuff that kind of bridge that gap. And in order to get into get to her, he has to dip into the dark side to get that extra juice. And so as he's trying to get to her, he has to balance, do I do this to save her? If I go into the darkness to save her, would she want to be saved by me? Will I lose myself into that darkness? And I, I think like playing with that aspect might be really interesting. I know that's that's my my that's one of one of my projects. I'm on board. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And I like I how Finn is the more emotional one, especially as like he's a black man. He thought to have his emotionality. That's one part I liked about Finn. I know a lot of people criticize him for that, but I do like how he's a little bit more emotional and emotive um, than Ray is. Yeah. So no. I've literally never heard anyone talk about it, but black men are not allowed to be emotional ever for anyone at any point. And we're also not allowed to go to therapy. That's a whole other thing. Most of us probably should. <laughs> yeah, like this is a tangent, but it just makes me think of the Falcon and Winter Soldier where Bucky's having like this emotional journey, which is why people sort of latch onto his character more than Sam, where Sam doesn't really get to deal with his emotions at all, really. Um, he's just dealing with the adversity of being a black Captain America, but not like the emotions that come with that. And he doesn't really get to emote all that often. He gets that little moment when they have that joint therapy where he's a little bit upset. But other than that, like he doesn't really get to be upset throughout the whole, even though it's his show. Like 
anyway, this is a tangent, but like, this is something that bothered me about the show as great as it was. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's part of my life. Cause you know, you, it's, it's like carry this stuff. Don't drop it ever. Also don't talk about carrying it. Don't acknowledge it ever. And just do that until you die. <laughs> um, so uh, for anyone watching, it's, it's not, um, it's not poor diet. It's it's lack of therapy that that kills black men early. Um, anyways, I, I'm I'm curious because you know we've been talking. This has been an amazing conversation. Thank you guys uh, so much for for doing this because I, I I don't know. I just just shutting up and listening, which is funny because I've been feel like I've been talking a lot. But thank you for for sharing this stuff because I've personally learned a lot. Um, I'm curious if you have any closing thoughts on any and all of the stuff that we've talked about and anything else that you might want to add, anything you think that people should know, um, I should know. <laughs> uh, yeah, any if there's any leftovers, please feel free to let me know. And then for this one, I am going to... Oh, so your all of your closing thoughts. And then again, where can we find you and all of your wonderful, wonderful content. And um, I guess I'll, I'll start with, uh, I can't remember who I started with last time, so I'll start with Beth. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh so much pressure. Um, <laughs> uh, this, this is cl closing, your, your closing statements. <laughs> closing statement, I'm not good at it. Uh, I watch Suits, I know how it works. <laughs> you've seen the shows, you've seen, you've seen how it goes. <laughs> I love Franklin and Bass. <laughs> I guess my closing thoughts are thank you so much for um, creating these dialogues in the fandom and being such a positive influence um, because I think that it's like a ripple effect when you see people um, and especially when you see big creators who are, you know, having these conversations, it just, again, it creates more and more conversations, um, which just creates better things all the way around um so thank you <laughs> those are my closing thoughts for right now uh i i, I love it also where, where can we find you and um your wonderful content oh um so i'm i'm just on just on the clock app um and i'm just uh mario.j.skywalker um just li live in the dream as uh luke skywalker's fictional space life so. <laughs> <laughs> If you wanna, if you want breakdowns on uh, on Star Wars law, and if you ever have wondered what truly constitutes a sandwich, um, Beth Beth is the person. I mean, I still maintain a hot dog is a sandwich. You guys are wrong. Uh, anyways, uh, B, closing thoughts, and where we can find you and your content. Uh, closing thoughts, man. Um... Wow, I don't even completely lost my train of thought. Um, I mean, it's the most obvious thing, but like, women are people. I think people forget that like a lot. Like, we are people. We have feelings. Like, you can't just like. I feel like, especially online, like you can't just say that's another human being. Like that you're saying to, like, like I don't know, like. And also, like, we're not just like walking around like a sack of flesh. We do have thoughts in our head, you know that, you know have merit and value and are, are based off of experience. We're not pulling this stuff out of our butt. Like people who don't believe like 
when I talk about like how bad the harassment treatment of women are in the fandom, like to people who aren't in fandom, I talk to them, they're like, there's no way that's true. That sounds ridiculous. And I'm like, it is true. It has happened. That's my experience. And I feel like that, you, like trust the experience because like most women aren't going to make up this stuff. Like, and also most women can't make up this stuff. Some of the things that have been said to me, I'm like, I can't make this up. I can't make this up. Like, I really, like, I'm not that creative. I'm creative, not that creative. Um, yeah, so that's my, my closing box. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Real quick, though. I thought that women only joined, joined Geeky Space in order to get attention from geeky men, because that <laughs> is the creme de la creme of society. Yeah, I mean, Isn't like, that right? Like, and, I'm, <laughs> and I never want to be mean about it, but it's just like, just like looking at the like the, the fourth wall, like, like, like looking even I'm like I'm like I will never pretend to like anything for a man. I'm sorry, like it's not happening. Like that. Imagine the amount of effort. Like look, like if you look at my room and my life, I'm like I did not make eighty percent of my personality Star Wars for a guy. Like I, I'm just not. It's not. It's not happening. Like that's like especially in the privacy of my own really Star Wars crap everywhere like i'm like no guy is here this is my childhood bedroom that i'm living in at the age of 22 this is not for a man like at like where do you get that the narcissism involved in that kind of logic it just blows my mind um <laughs> i don't i don't get it like it's very like textbook narcissism like i don't get that logic at all um, and then they have the audacity to be like oh why can't i just find you know a girl that that loves star wars and is as nerdy as me because you scared them all off. <laughs> yeah. Like, I talk about, like, how I'm, like, in my, I only go to my shop, and they're always talking about Star Wars, like, and they, they, like, all the guys in my shop love Star Wars and Marvel, and uh, I have, like, a, like, a anime keychain on my wallet, and I forgot to take it off one day going to work, so I always take it off, because I don't want to have these kind of conversations. I'm, like, I don't know anything about Star Wars. What's that? Is that the thing with um, the photon guns? Uh, beat me up, Scotty. I have no idea. And like, I'm like, I don't, I try to actively hide these things. I don't want you to know that I like this stuff because it, it instantly becomes 27 questions to prove like that I've watched the Star Wars. Like, no, I don't want it. They're like, that's why you haven't met any women. We're hiding from you. We're like, oh, you like, you like Star Wars? Suddenly I have never, I don't, who's Luke Skywalker? I don't know. Um, <laughs> so we exist. I promise you. Um, we just don't want to exist around you. Um, <laughs> Anyway, where you can find me, I guess. Sorry for my little mini rant. <laughs> um, but uh, where you can find me, I am Bina Bees underscore or just Bina Bees on everywhere. Um, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Um, now on AO3 if you like fanfic. Um, I'm, I'm now publicly posting my fanfic. Um, and hopefully next week I will have my first YouTube video up. So that's also Bina Bees on YouTube. And I'm on a, I'm on two different podcasts. I'm on Sisters with Sabers, and that's Sisters S I S T A S with Sabers. Um, and I'm on the Katana Cast, and they're both Star Wars podcasts. And I'm also on a D and D stream if you like Dungeons and Dragons called the Low Mare Game that streams on Twitch on Mondays. And all that information is on my TikTok page and my Twitter. Okay, you also sent me all of that in a private chat, right? So I can I can put it. Yeah, all I'm gonna send I, you my card with it, all that stuff in it. I'm gonna send you like a lot of stuff. Okay, uh, all right, all right. So I I will steal your like I don't know link tree or whatever. And yeah, I'll put, please I'll do. Put that in here. But I now am 
super curious about all these. Also, if the sisters with sabers ever need a brother. Uh, oh, we always, we, always well, we always have people on. If you ever want, I'll get you in contact with um, our pod <laughs> mother, um, Maria. Uh, so if you ever want to come on. Uh, also, I just gotta, you know, shout out that Brian. Thank you so much. Brian is is the the best. Uh, he's just he, he's he's always supporting the the community, and it's it's just a good guy. Uh, Levi asks, "Is a pop tart a ravioli?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> the the way the only way I can say is yes. I'm gonna say no, <laughs> just, just on principle. <laughs> it feels wrong, like because you can have a cold pop tart, but you can't have cold ravioli. I mean, you can, mm. but I would advise against it. So I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I feel like a can of cold, like Chef Boyardee uh, ravioli, is is how COVID got started, or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, how about you, Brooke? Uh, any closing thoughts and where can we find you and your amazing stuff, including, uh, those, those beautiful earrings that I see you're wearing. <laughs> who, who is that this time? Uh, I've got Loki on today because, you know, on Wednesdays we wear green now for the next five more weeks, four weeks, whatever. <laughs> um, closing thoughts. Um, someone asked. Closing. Oh, we about it earlier. <laughs> I'm gonna have to cover. I'm gonna have to make a song. <laughs> Please do. Um, we were talking a little bit about it earlier about how we deal with like all the hate and stuff, and I just want to um reiterate how much I am appreciative of this community that we have and that we've built because I've been reading the chat and it's just so positive compared to other Star Wars creators live streams I've seen and it's just so refreshing to see the comments you know supporting each other and supporting you know the people that are like all of us that are on here it's it's wonderful um I think having a support system is really really helpful and really great um because i've got my all of you guys on my as my online support system i post a lot of like friends only when i re- want to respond to a comment but not respond to it publicly and just like at least shame them to all of my friends um that's very helpful for me um yeah having a support system is wonderful um my partner will sit and listen to me scream about um stupid comments on the internet and he is also a big star wars fan but he's like not on the internet ever (laughs) so um he you know can tell me to chill out and it that helps too um but yeah i'm just very grateful for the community that we have and i hope that it will continue to blossom um but you can find me. Um, it is uh, B Dazzler with an underscore B underscore Dazzler on TikTok. Um, I've been trying to be more active on Twitter as well, um, which is B double underscore Dazzler because apparently I've looked. Someone who doesn't use Twitter has no tweets or profile picture has that username. I'm very upset on how I <laughs> can't get that. So if you want to find me there. Um, and then I have an Etsy shop where you can get earrings like mine, 
Um, thank you, Element, for plugging it in the chat. It's um, Far, Far Away Factory. Uh, same thing on Instagram, if you want to check that out. And, yeah. Sorry, I muted my mic. Uh, uh, <laughs> awesome. Uh, if, if, if you don't mind, real, real quick, I actually do want to embarrass you um further if if i if i can <laughs> um where is it i i know i know you kind of shared this with within the the, the confidence but it, it's it's so beautiful that i <laughs> i i have to look at these shoes oh yeah Amazing! Mm, wonderful! Oh my gosh, I'm jealous. Look, look, at, look, look! This this is the type of custom stuff that you can order on Far Far Away Factory, and you know, I, I don't know. I just the I'm sorry. I hope that's okay. Jackets blow me away. <laughs> we we always talk, like you don't share the videos of a lot of the awesome stuff that you you make, um, and we we see the earrings and stuff, but like. I don't know. I feel like I feel like that's that's worth sharing. Anyways, I'm trying to get into that more on my on my TikTok, posting that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't draw for for crap. So I it I, it just it blows. It's not possible to me. Um, <laughs> like I, my mind can't wrap my head around around it. Um, but uh, yes, we have Shaylee and closing thoughts and where can we find you and your amazing content? If there's anything I can say um, to close one thing I really want everybody, especially on the topic of like women in star Wars. Um, when, when something makes you uncomfortable, like to think about, or like when I bring up sexism or somebody brings up sexism and it makes you uncomfortable, that probably means you have something to learn there. So, like, don't shy away from it and don't freak out about it. Because, like, anytime you um, feel uncomfortable, that means that you have something to learn. So, like, I, I've noticed just in my comments, the reason I just want to bring that up is because anytime I bring up about, like, Ray and, like, how you probably misunderstood her story or something like that, um, people get really uncomfortable and, that like, like, get defensive and, like, freak out. But remember that if you're if it feels unknown, uncomfortable, and you want to freak out, that probably means there's some growth to be had there. If you're never uncomfortable, you're never growing. And that applies to like being a white ally or an ally to the LGBTQ plus community and that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. So that was, that would be the one thing I would want everybody to always know. Cause I, that's what I've been noticing a lot in my comments. And uh, thank you everybody for being positive. Like Brooke said, it's, it, it's very, very helpful to have a, if I, if we didn't have such a, a good community and tick on TikTok, I I don't think I'd still be making TikToks. <laughs> I don't think I would have made it this far. So thank you everybody. And um, where you can find me, um, TikTok Shayla underscore Ren. Same thing on Twitch. We have a lot of fun on Twitch. Same thing on Twitter, and then on Instagram it's Shayla dot Ren, and that's all my socials. Yes. So if you want to uh, live through the story of Mass Effect again or um, watch Shaylee hunt for cows um, in in Minecraft um, or play Fallout, uh, it's, it's all on her Twitch. And her, her Twitch community is a wonderful place. I, yeah. I, I feel blessed to be a part of it because I'm like, oh, this is like 
what I want for Star Wars, because uh, everyone's awesome. <laughs> so um, I got really lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, check out her stuff as well as everyone else here. Thank you guys all so much um, for for coming on. Um, Miranda Lawson is where it's at. <laughs> this is this is true. If you choose Ashley, I do not trust you. You're a bad person. Uh, on on that on that note, I will go ahead and end. But once again, thank you guys for joining, and thank you our chat for being awesome. And may the force be with you always.